Hey there, welcome to, uh, I guess, the Chris and Craig show. Uh, we're trying to find towels for all of our shows here. Um, but hey, we have a, it's been a three-time guest now. Uh, Christina Smith from uh, the Rutherford B. Hayes Center and Museum. Uh, Christina, we got to come up with swag that we give out to our multi-guests. I'm not sure what we can oh, give you for three. Yeah. yeah, maybe you should give me a t-shirt. Yeah, we don't have the budget to create t-shirts, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, we, need, we need a bigger budget. Well, and let me mention this, because we're trying to hype up our new sponsor, Cash App. Um, yeah. If you're like, hey, I want Christina Smith to get a t-shirt, then you need to get Cash App um, and start giving me money, and I can start doing the t-shirts. So um, it should be good, so. Um, I'm getting guests in my office too. This is great. <laughs> All kinds of fun stuff going on right now. But yeah, Cash App is a great app. Yeah, um, you can download it. And. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm ejecting my nine year old from it. From the... <laughs> um, yeah, lots of stuff going on in my home today. So, All right. But let me get back to my read. Um, yeah, Cash App. I mean, it's good app to send money to each other. So, if Christina says, "Man, thanks for having me on the podcast. Here's a hundred bucks," she can use Cash App to send me a hundred bucks. It'd be great. <laughs> but no, Cash App's a great way of sending money to your friends. Uh, think about if you have to split a tip if you go out to eat with somebody. How do you do that? You, you may not have that money to split on your own. Well, you can use Cash App to send money to each other. Um, is so, did someone do a job for you? Um, I have neighbors that go mow my yard, and if I didn't have Cash App, I'd have to go get cash. It's a way that you can donate, send money to each other, uh, do all kinds of different things like that. So check out Cash App. So, yeah, and then if we start doing that, now then we can get a T-shirt budget, and we can have a three-time rich club. But yeah, sorry, it was a long way to get there, but we got there. <laughs> it's very good. Being a full circle. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> This summer night takes me a little bit longer to get full circle than it was earlier in the evening, but no, I'm all good. So lots that we could talk to Christina about. Um, you know, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show, but uh, you know, once I became faithful friends of Christina, I I found out her whole life and we thought we had all the dirt on Christina. But every Saturday, Christina's there in Michigan clothes and she's up at the big house or she's uh, talking about the Michigan game. Uh, Christine, how long have you been a Michigan fan for? Uh, forever. Forever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you grow up in Michigan? Did you just always uh, like them? Like, no, no, no. So um, my dad has <clears throat> season tickets since the late 70s, early 80s. I want to say the oh, 70s. Wow. So since before I was born. So, okay. yeah, so I just grew up going to the games. We didn't go to every game when I was a kid. Um, usually it was just one a year. So that was always super exciting. So... Yeah, so I'm from uh, the northwest corner of the state originally, very close to the state, Indiana state line and the Michigan state line. So oh, uh, up in okay. that section, you get a lot of different different fans. It's not all Ohio state territory. So Yeah, yeah, but you're in the northwest corner. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're in the northwest corner of Ohio. Okay, I, yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about northwest corner of Michigan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Defiance, Ohio originally. Okay. So, yeah. So you probably had a cross of what Michigan, Indiana, Ohio State fans? Uh, yeah, lots of Notre Dame fans. Um, oh yeah, there's, there's state fans there too. So, 
um, Indiana fans, some Purdue fans. Very diverse. <laughs> is there, like, I guess the stereotype is, okay, Nord, if you're Catholic, you're into Notre Dame, but is there a lot of fans that are near Notre Dame? Like, so, like, you live in South Bend where Notre Dame's at. Are there fans that are just fans of Notre Dame because it's a local college? Would you say? I mean, I guess I don't know for sure that my brother-in-law is from Mishawaka, which is right next to South Bend. So South okay. Bend. So he grew up a Notre Dame fan, um, oh, but okay. he switched over to Purdue because both his degrees are from Purdue and he used to have season tickets there. So, um, but yeah, I think if you grow up in that area, one of my good friends grew up in Ann Arbor. So um, I think if you grew up around that area, that's kind of a thing. So no matter what the, what the big school is. So you've gone to every home game there for a long time, or? Uh, most of them. I went to every home game this year. Yeah, oh, okay. um, I, I do go to a lot of them. At, um, you know, every now and then I have some other commitments, so I miss. But okay, yeah. And are are they still selling out? I mean, obviously this year has been a good year for them. I mean, um, have, even during the rough times, this no, no, oh gosh, the I mean, we're going back a few years, but during the Rich Rodriguez era when they went oh, three yeah. and nine, I went to every home game, and no, it definitely wasn't a sellout. So, um, but since you know they've enlarged the stadium two or three times since I was a kid, so now it seems like on Saturday there were one hundred and eleven thousand people there. Um, oh, wow. The highest attended game I've ever been to was the second under the lights game with Notre Dame, and that was one hundred and sixteen something. So, um, so I don't know if they really sell out. I know a lot of tickets get sold on the, the secondary ticket market yeah. because there just are so many seats. So, but there's always, like they always announce at the games, there's a consecutive number where they've had more than a hundred thousand people there. So, except for last year with, with COVID, but I guess they're not counting that. So. You're a very nice person. You're, you're obviously, you're a, um, you're a devout Michigan person, which is fine. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm too old to yell about who you like. Or who you like. It's, it's kind of pointless, but, um, but you're not like, you're a devout Michigan fan, you're, but you're a nice person. You're not like yelling at people online about Michigan <laughs> or Ohio State or anything. No, I but, sure hope not. Don't ever I, let me do that. Right, right. Well, you don't seem to be that type of person. I, I would be shocked if you like start cussing out Ohio State fans or anything else. Like that. But how seriously do you take this? Because, like, you know, Megan Henry, I was, you know, a friend of mine from the Dispatch. You know, she says oh, I like the Bengals, but you know, she's not one that's yelling at me after the Bengals beat the Steelers. How wound up are you getting about this stuff? Like, are you are you fired up in the morning? Like, ah, hopefully we can be Ohio State. I mean, how how <laughs> intense do you get about this stuff? Um, I mean, so I don't know if the Ohio State game's a great example. Um, okay, but I mean, because I'll explain why in a second. But I think that I mean, yeah, where there's a big game, you're you're really excited about it. I would say, um. You know how sometimes like people, their self-esteem gets wrapped up in if their team wins or not. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I definitely am not that kind of person like that okay. you know? because I, so my thing is um, the, like my schedule is crazy and I have all this stuff going on. So I go to games for fun. So the minute yeah. you're like, I'm not going to have fun if they lose and you're completely stressed out. It's and it's not fun anymore. Then it's you know whatever. So, um, but I will say, I mean, you know, as you know, it had been ten years. Um, yeah. 
So like, honestly, there were so many times we would go to the game, they would get blown out. We still had a good time. You know, we had, I always go with my sister and my brother-in-law and our friend Brian, uh, usually. And, um, you know, so we go out to dinner after the game and we'd have a good time. But to be honest with you, after so many years um, this year, I was like, eh, I don't they probably aren't going to win, especially after what Ohio State did to state the week before. And as you right. know, Michigan lost to state. So I'm like, oh, they just never win that game. So I don't know. I mean, and part of me was like, oh, this is this could be the year. But then you get your hopes up and they get dashed. So uh, I was kind of surprised, like pleasantly surprised. But as far as like getting into it, I mean, I would say like I didn't have much of a voice left toward the end of the game <laughs> on Saturday. So, I mean, I definitely get into it and have fun. But um, and I will say, uh, even though it wasn't really that close of a game, like we still were all really nervous because Ohio State had such an explosive offense. They always come back and win. So like once we're getting on through the third quarter, I told my friend I was sitting next to him like, Ugh. If they don't win now, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so, because then you're like invested. So, I don't know if that answers your question or not. Um, oh no, but... <laughs> well, just trying to get a feel because yeah, yeah I mean it's the Ohio podcast, and again, like whatever team you want, we, we're, fine <laughs> and we're not, we're never really like Craig and I spent a show talking more about football, which was fine on the first week of the NFL, and you know Craig likes the Lions, I like the Steelers, so. We may have point to taste. talk about that ridiculous tie. I don't know that I would say that, Christine. <laughs> well, we talked about that ridiculous tie that the Sears Alliance had a couple weeks back. Yes, that was but, crazy. Yeah, but but we talked more about when, hey, friends of podcasts are in, like, we're not breaking out football each week. And so I, okay. I'm more interested on in, you were at the game, the atmosphere, you know, what you saw, what you experienced, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. It seemed like. I'm sure, as you said, going into Michigan fans like, oh, man, we don't have a chance. We're not going to win, blah, blah, blah. But it seemed like once Michigan started going well, like I heard the fans. I mean, they were ready to pounce. Like we got in there and they handed us all our pom-poms. And um, we were like, you know, no matter what happens, because, I mean, they did have such a great year. And after how they played last year and then there was the whole COVID thing that ended the season. So it's been an excellent season. So I think the fans, regardless, because most of them I talked to were like, eh, I don't know about, the, you know, are we going to lose again? Um, but they were really into it. it. The atmosphere kind of reminded me of being there for a night game. Um, mm-hmm. This Ohio State game reminded me a lot of the 97 Michigan-Ohio State game. Like I remember at that one, it was so loud. There were times you couldn't even hear the band playing, and that was the same on Saturday. So, um, yeah, it kind of – I felt like it had that night game atmosphere. Um, yeah, it was very, and you notice, I mean, I can't remember how many penalties Ohio state had for false start. And I know some of that was CJ Stroud had been sick and he couldn't yell very loudly, but the crowd was deafening. And I think Uh that was definitely a factor in that. So, well, and they, it it was funny. Ohio state's had a good run defense at different parts of the season, but when they've had a bad one, it's been like historically bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, They lost the game early in the season to Oregon that they couldn't stop the run. And they just couldn't – and I'm, I'm not making excuses. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fine with me, but, I mean, they could – I mean, Michigan pretty much came and said, okay, we're going to run. And they lined up as they were going to run, and Ohio State just couldn't stop them. And that's where Ohio State lost the game. It was crazy. But yeah. I don't know. Old school. <laughs> yeah. This, this game felt different um, to me watching it. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of the criticism I think Jim Harbaugh and, Mich- and Michigan have had – lately is just 
being physically outmatched by mm-hmm. by teams that have beaten them, specifically Ohio State, because that's sort of the the you know the marker that you need to set you know in the Big Ten these days is, is Ohio State's success. Mm-hmm. This kind of felt different though. I mean, Michigan just thoroughly just thoroughly dominated at the line of scrimmage. They did not look like teams in years past where they probably were able to compete in this game because of the emotions of it. Mm-hmm. They actually looked like not only did they belong, but they looked like they were the team that the Big Ten needs to aspire to. Yeah, I would agree with that. Running, your, running the football down your throat, dominating on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson made a ton of money during that game. Not that he wasn't going to be a first-round pick anyway in the NFL, but right. he dominated. I mean, did this game feel different from years past where maybe they're oh, scared of Ohio State or – they've competed against Michigan state or they've competed against Penn state. Does this feel like this is a new era moving forward now? With I, mean, Jim Harbaugh? I hope so. I hate to like, cause it's just one, one win against Ohio state. But like you said, they kind of set the standard for what a big 10 team aspires to. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll go another 10 years without winning, but it did feel different from the initial drive. I felt like it was different. Like you're already like, Ooh, is this game going to be different? But then you always have in the back of your mind, Ohio State has that explosive offense. They have all those NFL uh, guys who will be playing on Sunday very soon uh, in the receiving core. They have C.J. Stroud. So, But it did feel different. I would say from the opening drive, it felt different. But you always had in the back of your mind, you know, even being up two scores toward the end, it was still like they can score two touchdowns like nothing, you know. But I would say definitely it had a very different feel. I think that, um, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a football expert by any means, but I think that having Mike Hart as the running running back coach, I think that's made a difference. He's had a huge impact, obviously. Um, so, yeah, but I agree with you. It seemed like the game was won in the trenches. So, What what year is Hassan Hat- Haskins? He was a uh, he's, a he's a senior. He's a senior. Yeah. And right, I don't, so I, okay. yeah, I think he, his eligibility is done, I believe. He was honored for senior day. So, Yeah, I mean, I – Unless well, he's he, had a fifth year, I don't know, but I don't think so. I think he's finished. You know, it's funny. I watching this Michigan team. I've watched them a few times, and I'm a Wisconsin fan, and I of course watched that game. And that was the first time that I really noticed a big difference because Wisconsin has kind of handled Michigan. Oh yeah, a yeah. couple of meetings, especially at the the, the point of attack of the line of scrimmage, and that was a completely different game. Now, obviously, Wisconsin was vertically passing challenge this year. But Michigan looked like a different team. I think the Michigan State game was such an anomaly that mm-hmm. I don't know that that game happens the same way if they play again. And obviously, right. they don't play again. But, you know, Michigan just looks like a rugged SEC kind of team where they have, you know, as they call it in the college game, they have Jimmys and Joes up front that can wreck games on defense and they can run the ball down your throat at will. This is, I, I mean, I don't want to get you know, into the hyperbole about this, but this is a turning point for this program. It just looks like I it. hope so. This, it it feels that, like it. Yeah, this is that like, oh, we want to get rid of Harbaugh talk is is quietly gone away because that's what that's what Harbaugh looked like at Stanford. Now they were more in a traditional I formation. Here they're more spread out, you know, like a traditional college is these days. But this this it kind of reminded me of what Harbaugh built at Stanford and then carried over into the NFL where he wanted to physically dominate you up front 
And that's how you win games these days. If you can get to the quarterback on defense, you're in so much better shape than you ever have been because everybody likes to pass the ball these days, including Ohio State. And look what happened. You know, they disrupted C.J. Stroud. They did not let him get comfortable in the pocket very often. And their defense, that Michigan's defense has not been the problem over the last several years. It's really been their offensive identity, not knowing what they wanted to be. And now they they finally, I think, realized we can spread it out and be a, a you know a more you know prolific offense overall, and we can be a, a little bit more modern offensively by but still run the football. And that's what they did against Ohio State. And I tell you, at first you might think, well, maybe they won it off of emotion. They just destroyed Ohio State at the line of scrimmage, and this is not one of those you know rarities that's going to happen in this series. I'm not saying that they're going to reel off ten in a row, but this felt like this is now they're setting a tone for what they want to be as a program, and Ohio State's going to have to match that emotionally. And, you know, obviously they'll be playing in Columbus next year, but it just feels different at that program now. And it, it mm-hmm. makes me wonder, what if they wouldn't have stuck with Jim Harbaugh, you know, and maybe decided, okay, we got to change things up, and then you've got to institute a new program and a new a new leader at the top that's going to want his style, you know, it's it's funny that you you know, and I know it's one year, but this looks like it's got staying power. And I kind of you know wonder Jim Harbaugh's got to be thinking, wow, this is what it can be, Michigan fans. And as a Michigan fan, you've got to be pretty excited about it. Do you yeah. Guys, do you like Jim Harbaugh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never been on the the get rid of Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. I know that he's uh, had trouble, obviously against State and obviously Ohio State too. But yeah, I don't know who else you're going to get. And um, he completely revamped the coaching staff. Uh, like you talked about, changed up the offense, new defensive coordinator that was better equipped to uh, running a defense that was better equipped to handle some of these teams. Um, so, yeah, I've never been on the get rid of Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. So, um, you know, I'm I'm good with him. So patience pays off. And really, I mean, it's a patient approach. I mean, obviously, I think the biggest problem for Michigan, especially maybe some of their fan base, is that Ohio State has ascended to this new level to where they're like mm-hmm. always competing for a playoff spot in the national right. championship. And I think Michigan fans, not that I'm one, but I think the sense was, well, why are they competing for national championships every year and we're not? It's right. sort of like the it's sort of like the Nebraska argument. Like people that grew up watching Nebraska in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. They don't understand that the landscape of college football is drastically different. In Michigan, you know, they have they don't have the the backyard like Ohio and all those other states where the the high school football is so much better. Whereas the state of Michigan is just good, and you get some good players. You just don't get the depth that other states have. And I think people finally have to start getting an idea that winning eleven games or ten games at Michigan is a pretty you know great effort even though they do have that tradition behind them. But look at Nebraska. Look at where Nebraska's at. Right. Where they've hung their hats on tradition, 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 and they can't do it anymore. Like they've, you know, they thought switching to the Big Ten would help them. It hasn't. You know, Michigan, I think fans are hopefully they're a little bit more patient now and understanding that Jim Harbaugh can win those big games now. And, you know, you got to think that they're probably going to beat Iowa this weekend. And then you probably would have to imagine – they're going to be, uh, you know, maybe playing 
Cincinnati or Alabama or an Oklahoma State maybe in the playoff. And who knows? You just never know what's going to happen. They're playing confidently and they're and they're on fire right now. They can beat anybody in the, and maybe not Georgia because Georgia looks like a juggernaut, but they can. Right. Beat, I think they can hang with almost anybody in college football right now, and they got the confidence now that they know they can do it. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I miss the old school traditions, like you know Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh are way too young. I, I want like old, big, out of shape white guys like <laughs> Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. Did guys that didn't come back. You have to hire that body type to come in. Um, well, you know what though? I mean, Harbaugh kind of threw a little bit of uh, gasoline on the flame yeah, there. Yes. I mean, not not that he like specifically called out Ryan Day, but you know, no, he he made the, the reference yeah. to standing on third base and thinking they hit a right. triple. And I know a lot of people, you know, like Ryan Day ha- has been vocal at Media Day and saying that they're going to hang a hundred on. Right. Michigan. Yeah. I think yeah. the rivalry is always going to be there because it's Ohio State, Michigan, and it's the game. But I think you know these two guys would, you know, whether it's a humble cockiness, but they have that confidence in them. And Jim Harbaugh should be confident. I don't know why people just assume that Jim Harbaugh can't coach. I mean, the guy literally built Stanford into what it is. And then he took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. So it's not like Jim Harbaugh just forgot to coach, you know. But it's, but it's all wired down, Craig. I mean. Well, do you want him to, like, choke someone on the sidelines? Let me share a story. The Steelers got beat up this year. Yeah, that's what I'm really upset about, Christina. Um, You know, their star receiver comes out and says, well, if we can listen to music during practice, we'll practice harder. And, like, some of the old school students are like, what? What what, what are you even talking about? So, I mean, I want old school tradition. I want, like, you know, Shebeko and Woody Hayes. You Mm -hmm. talk about Nebraska. Remember when Nebraska always had to run the wishbone offense yeah. And they didn't have any, but they didn't know how to throw. So if they made the national title game, they would go against this athletic team that knows how to throw and they're faster than them. And they usually get beat up in the Orange Bowl and stuff. I miss those days. That, that was college for my <laughs> life. But Christine, I don't know if you remember. Well, this is before our time. We were not born at the time. But um, the I wrote for the Columbus Dispatch this week about some of the old Ohio State Michigan games. And I think it was 73. Is when Ohio State ripped down the Go Blue banner, like they ran through the Go Blue banner, they jumped up, grabbed it, ripped it down, and tried to rip it into shreds and everything. And in '77, I don't know if you realize this, they tried doing that again, but there was four players from the Michigan '73 team. They were graduated by then. They came back, stood on the field, and started punching Ohio State players. They're trying to rip the banner down. So Woody Hayes runs in and starts punching the old Michigan players. I mean, that's old school rivalry. (laughs) Yeah, I know saying we want to hang a hunter on you. I mean, 2021, that's crazy times. I don't think Ryan Ryan Day is built that way, though. I I don't think Jim Harbaugh is necessarily built that way. I don't want, I don't, I'm not going to advocate for fighting, although I do do recall the day for Boston and, um, in Charles Woodson battle that they had, but you know, I mean, sometimes it's nice when the emotions run high, but you know, you want okay. people to be safe out there and you want them yeah. to play the game because I look at it this way. If they get into fights and you got to kick people out and then at the end of the day, you're not watching the best quality product you can. Right. I want to be sportsmanship, yeah. right? Yeah. Sportsmanship should still be a thing. You can hate those yeah. other teams. And you know, like I hate the university of Toledo, 
but you know what? I don't, I'm not going to wish anything bad upon the university of Toledo just because I'm a BG guy, you know? Well, I want to ask about this because I thought this was interesting. Um, Christine, it may have been the year that Michigan was three and nine because I, I actually went to one Ohio State Michigan game. It was probably about 10, 15 years ago. Um, Ohio State won 35 to seven, but it was like weird because you almost expected it. So I think that was the year Michigan may have been three and nine because it there wasn't the buzz. I mean, it was almost like, man, if we don't be in by lot, it's kind of weird because they're so bad to share. But you know, it was strange. My wife was in a band in college and high school, and it was strange because when they announced the Michigan band, there was booing. And it wasn't just, oh, boo, ha-ha, you're from our rival. I mean, it was like boo, like Hitler came out. Uh, like booing the Michigan band or the Ohio yeah. State band? Yeah, it was just... Oh, like, because uh, there were so many Ohio State people there. I've been to a few games where it was like a home game. Are you talking yeah. about when they were in Columbus? Yeah, it was in Columbus. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay. that year was, they went three and nine. I think there were more Ohio State fans there than Michigan fans. So okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. It, it was in Columbus, but the weird thing about it was there was like it was vicious boo. It wasn't just you know ah ha, boo boo. It'd be like if Hitler ran out and said, "Hi everybody, I'm Hitler." And you're like, boo, you're horrible. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Does that happen well, in Michigan? Like, what you, know, in you dislike everything about the school, though. Like that's the uh, <laughs> that's the idea. You know, I hate the uh, the dance team, or I I don't like the, uh, <laughs> you know I don't like the professors there. You know, it's uh, well, it's like, like a, it's like you dislike the the whole the whole school. You know. But this is like vicious booing. I mean, yeah. it, say you and I had an argument, Craig, and we were a little across each other for a while. Yeah, maybe we give each other a dirty look or something, but I'm not going, boo, Craig, you know, <laughs> get out, never see me again. You know, it was just, yeah. like, well, do they boo Ohio State bands? In um, you know, to be honest with you, I, they, of course they boo the team when they come out. I okay. don't do that. I will say that. But uh, usually they do boo them, and that happened on Saturday. But the band... I'm sure some people did. To be, I don't know why I can't remember, but it it wouldn't definitely not as bad as when they booed the team. So yeah, there probably was. was I'm bad. sure there was some booing, but I don't think it was anything like you described or I would remember. You didn't so. say like was there any students fighting like like no Ohio State students were like beating um, up Michigan people or vice versa. Yeah. So one thing I'll say about this game, uh, this game, to be honest with you, going because I go when it's in Ann Arbor, it's yeah. not my favorite game because people aren't very nice to each other, and it's yeah. really the only game like that. Um, so I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, obviously, I was pleasantly surprised that they won and won in such a dominating fashion. But the other thing that surprised me and I was very happy about is people were nice to each other. Like we mm -hmm. had. We had several Ohio State fans um, around us. There were people sitting in front of us and behind us, and ev like everybody was nice. Everybody got along. So I didn't see any of that. Um, it actually was the first time in a long time where it seemed like yes. everybody seemed to get along, which I really like. It's it's less fun for me when people are yelling and cussing at each other, to be honest. Or yeah. you know, when you get up to go out to the bathroom and people are yelling at you because you're wearing Michigan stuff or whatever. So <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, you know, they had the um, Fox and the ESPN pregame shows were there, but it, you know, uh -huh. it was a big game. Um, I had to write about this because I was working at our desk that day. Um, Fox unveils that, and I don't know if you know this, Christina. Michigan's band did the first O. Yeah, the first. It was more of the black yeah. O. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like the big production Ohio State does. So 
they announced that. I literally had to look it up. I wasn't sure if it was real or not. Oh, yeah, it's but, true. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wrote about that. And that was, that was kind cool. of interesting. They did a little piece about that on Fox before the game. Hmm. Uh, trying to think of what else was kind of weird, pop culture about today. Did you see the big nut, John Peters? Was he? You know, uh, I looked at oh, him yeah. because yeah, two was it two years ago we ran into him before the game. I think it was two years ago, but I didn't see him this time. Oh man! I heard he was there. I think there was. Oh yeah, he's always there. Yeah. So he's always around. But do you look at you differently since you're wearing Michigan stuff? I mean, um, no, I mean, he was nice to me. So okay. he, it was kind of funny because we had worked together before on something at Hayes. And when, yeah. then I ran into him, and so I went up and said hi, and he didn't recognize me right away. And he goes, I had no idea you were a Michigan fan. And I was oh, like, man. we kept it a secret. <laughs> yeah, that's, good. that's surprising because usually the first thing he asks you if, uh, you know, who you like in college football, obviously. He's a well, he, I, he asked me if I was a Buckeye fan because he was going to give me a Buckeye. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I definitely am not. So oh. I thought that was enough to, like, let him know. But I guess he didn't quite pick up on it. So. I, do, I, do, I do still have my uh, – the big nut gave me a necklace. Um, he knows I'm not an Ohio State fan, but okay. he gave me a Buckeye necklace um, a few years ago. Um, along with giving me Buckeyes, like I'm sure he gave you when you've ever covered him at Fremont. And I know that he gave um, our also our co our colleague Daniel Carson some Buckeyes as well. So that's like usually the first question he asks everybody is, you know, who they like in college football, which he does not talk trash at all. He's like the yeah, nicest he's very man. Nice. Yeah. And he and he just like love who you love. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the big nuts always fun. Uh, so but, uh, Buckeye necklaces to people. It's kind of like New Orleans. Like he's <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, hold on here. I'll all right, Craig has muted himself. I'm not sure. And there's the big nuts behind him. Well, I'm, I'm, in my, I'm in my room, and I don't want the dogs to go crazy. Oh, so okay. just one second. I was say maybe oh, yeah. the big nut is the surprise guest on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, no. so. yeah, I'm calling him creepy because he's giving me a bucket necklaces, and he's, there and he's making fun of us. So wow, yeah, I didn't know that. That was, that was kind of wild. Um, there was something else that I thought. Oh. I'm sure I got some junk because I wrote a story about, about how the world was different the last summer. I read that. I yeah, read that. Yeah. yeah. That so was, was interesting. Probably, yeah. It wasn't as different as I thought it'd be. Like, I, I thought it was going to be like gas was a dime or something. Gas so, <laughs> was a dime. <laughs> he was holding up his Buckeye necklace. Oh, well, that was There's nice the, uh, the big nut Buckeye necklace. So he gave it oh, to wow. me. And uh, um, yeah. Some of the things that he usually gives out Buckeyes when he, whenever he goes somewhere. Um, yeah. So, but Maybe this one he actually barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I know. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have uh, barbecue sauce. I wish I would cover him now because now he's got pickles and barbecue sauce and all that cool stuff. So <laughs> he waited until I leave to to have all the cool cool stuff that I'd love to get from him. But uh, love the big nut. He's one he's... of the nicest guys I've yeah, ever he's met. Very nice. He's got healthy, which is obviously the most important. Yeah, thing. yeah. He looks very different than he used to, and he's a friend of the show. You know, he's been on the uh, the podcast before too. We just need him to clean up his internet, though. His internet's a little yes, my back. goodness. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, you know, he's a nice guy. And I'm glad he's getting healthy. I'm glad I lost weight, but he looks very different now. I I saw it was a, a Twitter picture. It, it was at the Sugar Bowl the year they made the national um, semifinal. And he looks, I hate to say gaunt. I mean, he's in a much better shape, but it's 
looks very different. I, I, have you seen pictures of recently? It, it's very, it's very strange in a good way. I like it, but it's very <laughs> so all right. Um, Craig, Miss Ohio confirmed for tomorrow. Oh, um, okay. Christine, this actually goes with our discussion. Um, we had um, Miss Ohio made the news, and we're we're trying to write a fun little pop culture article about her. Because the Miss USA pageant was the day after the Ohio State game. Mm. And Miss Ohio comes out in a Ohio State uniform. They had a, I'm not sure what segment it was. It was the Be Fun. Or I, I, know, I haven't seen Miss USA pageant in a while. So she chose to come out in a Ohio State uniform. They're like, how brave she did that the day after they got beat by Michigan. <laughs> but very strange, too. She's a University of Cincinnati student. Mm. And she was wearing a University of Cincinnati helmet, or at least she had it by her side. So mm. I guess she was playing tribute to the the two Ohio teams that were competing for a national title. And I emphasize the were because <laughs> one of them probably isn't right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. It's okay. All right. Well, hey, we are going to take a break. Um, you know, same show. We're just doing it in two different segments. Uh, we got some other stuff to talk about, uh, so we'll be back with Christina shortly. Uh, follow us to our next break. Have, have a good one, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com. <laughs> 